found itself embroiled in controversy last week after the company's Gemini artificial intelligence demonstrated an almost comical adherence to woke ideology. Multiple users found the AI had a particular bias against white people, removing them from almost every historical context. Gemini repeatedly rendered popes, Vikings, medieval knights, American founding fathers, and even Nazi SS soldiers without including any white people. When asked if whiteness should be eliminated, the AI replied that the situation was complicated, but when asked if blackness should be eliminated, Gemini said the question was concerning and harmful. This intense level of ideological malice would be concerning in any institution, but Google is in a unique position of power. Not only is Google's search engine the primary portal through which most people interact with the internet, the company also has invested heavily in controlling the flow of information in America's public schools. Google isn't just trying to rewrite history, it's actively working to reprogram the minds of our next generation. And while most conservatives are worried about the level of ideological subversion in big tech companies and public education, few understand the degree to which these sectors are working hand in hand. Google has labored intensely to make its Chromebook ubiquitous in public schools. At first, the affordable laptop replacement seemed like a great way to expose students to computer skills that are critical in the modern job market, but the device has now become a mandatory part of the classroom. Teachers deliver and grade all of their assignments through Google Classroom. Students write all of their papers through Google Docs and create all of their presentations in Google Slides. Online worksheets, quiz programs, and educational games are all designed to integrate with the Google Suite. I'm only a few years removed from teaching in a public school setting, and I can tell you from experience that the level to which students are reliant on the Google search engine is astonishing. Most children have already lost the ability to read a textbook and draw information from it. Students expect to be able to search any question, relying on the algorithm designed by the same people who programmed the Gemini AI to deliver answers. Few school children even bother to click on the links provided by the search engine, instead taking their information from the summary Google provides at the top of its results. The very idea of going to a library and manually investigating primary sources that aren't constantly monitored, censored, and altered for wrong think by a woke megacorporation would be unfathomable to them. Google now controls the entire algorithmic ecosystem through which American schoolchildren learn to gather information or judge its validity. The problems with Chromebook-based education are both obvious and well understood, but skeptical teachers and administrators have been brought into line through institutional pressure. Students who are constantly interacting with screens lose or fail to develop basic skills. Handwriting, note-taking, reading comprehension, and memory recall all suffer as children become entirely reliant on technology. Students who can easily switch between dozens of browser tabs at a moment's notice quickly lose the ability to focus. I will never forget being told that I needed to pause a video every three minutes because anything longer would tax the attention span of the students. School children who submit and store all of their work in Google Classroom lose their ability to organize and fail to develop skills like holding onto and keeping track of necessary items. 
there's just a whole set of critical life skills that we assume are automatic and rarely think about, but they fail to manifest if every part of the learning experience is digitized. Hey guys, let me tell you about today's sponsor, Magic Spoon. Like most of you, I have fond memories of waking up at the crack of dawn, excited to watch all the Saturday morning cartoons. Mom didn't want to wake up that early on Saturday, so that meant we got to pour a bowl of our favorite cereal for breakfast. They tasted great, but of course, they were full of sugar and not that healthy, which is why they were a treat. But now Magic Spoon has an alternative to that cereal that you love that has zero sugar but still tastes great. Magic Spoon has reinvented your favorite childhood cereal to taste great, but with each serving containing zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and four to five net grams of carbs per serving. It's a keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free way to relive those moments watching your favorite cartoons. And it's only 140 calories per serving. Peanut butter is my favorite, but they have all kinds of fun flavors like maple waffle and birthday cake. And they've just launched two new flavors of their delicious high-protein cereal treats, blueberry muffin and double chocolate. They're just like the marshmallowy treats you had as a kid, but with only one gram of sugar and 11 grams of protein per bar. Head to magicspoon.com slash Orin to grab a custom bundle of cereal and try the magic for yourself. And don't forget to add their delicious blueberry muffin or double chocolate treats. Be sure to use the promo code Orin at checkout to save $5 off your order. Get your next delicious bowl of high protein cereal at magicspoon.com slash Orin and use the code Orin to save $5 off. The number of distractions and disciplinary issues that arise from constant Chromebook use also have an incredibly deleterious impact on the classroom. Administrators will tell you that Chromebooks are locked down with safety restrictions, but that's an absurd lie. A school full of bored children sitting in front of computers all day can circumvent the best protections faster than any technology specialist can institute them. The result? Children are often watching movies, playing video games, and listening to music for most of their school day as teachers desperately try to keep them on task. Tragically, students also regularly find ways to take and share inappropriate photos, bully their peers, and access pornography by circumventing the Chromebook's weak security restrictions. Previously, teachers who were worried about the outsized dependence on Google or disciplinary issues associated with constant Chromebook usage at least had the option of refusing to make the device central in their instruction. But all of that changed once COVID-19 hit. With children confined to their homes and learning done entirely through remote Zoom meetings, the Chromebook became more integral than ever. Every assignment had to be completely digital throughout the lockdown for obvious reasons. But once the children returned to school, nothing changed. Students had been trained to do all their work digitally through Google Classroom, and everyone had gotten used to the idea that all assignments must be available online. If a student was sick or traveling or just didn't bother to come to school, administrators demanded that teachers facilitate the completion of all assignments through the Chromebook. Digital assignments have also become mandatory due to the incredible number of students who don't speak English. Many states have changed their model of instruction to place non-English speaking children in normal classrooms, making heavy use of digital technology to bridge the language gap. Most students who are learning English as a second language would have no hope of completing their assignments or communicating with their instructors without heavy use of Google Translate. 
Inevitably, every public school teacher was required to make the class digital, and every aspect of that digital learning environment ran directly through the Google ecosystem. Now, Google has issued a non-apology for the Gemini debacle and promised to do better, but let's be clear, none of this was an accident or a mistake. The images and answers produced by Gemini were simply a more obvious version of the poisonous ideology coded deeply into every aspect of Google's algorithm. We are constantly swimming in the progressive sewage that pervades our culture, so it can be difficult to realize how bad the situation really is. Gemini was like being able to summon a tiny, stupid demon that was required to explain all the evil that the left truly believes. That demon is integrated into every aspect of the public education system and is rewriting history as we speak. It might be tempting to say things like, well, that's not my problem. My kids are homeschooled. And that's great. But the vote of your children will be drowned out by the millions of new voters the Democrats are importing every year who only speak English through Google Translate. Google is delivering its hateful and fictitious version of history to tens of millions of public school students, and it's reaping billions of dollars from American taxpayers as a result. The forced digitalization of learning is also destroying the ability of our children to read, write, maintain focus, build organizational skills, and do basic research. This powerful tech company already shapes the way most people interact with information on the internet and is invested heavily in altering the way that the next generation learns. If we don't exercise this ideological demon from our educational institutions now, it'll own the way our children understand truth for generations. Thanks for watching, guys. If you enjoyed this video, go ahead and click like. And if you haven't subscribed yet, now is a great time to do so. If you'd like to get these broadcasts as podcasts, make sure that you go ahead and subscribe to the Orman McIntyre Show on your favorite podcast platform. And when you do, leave a rating or a review. It really helps with the algorithm magic. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter or Gab or Substack or Instagram, if you'd like to watch these videos on Odyssey or Rumble, the links to do all of that are down below in the description. And of course, you can go ahead and watch all of my shows and read all of my columns over at The Blaze. Thanks for watching, guys. And as always, I'll talk to you next time.